Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we want to thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. We are the Sports Plebes, brought to you by Elkhart Betting, giving you better rest since 1919. Go to ElkhartBetting.com for prices and information. I'm Nate Dar, joined as always by my co-host Joe Timler, our producer Matt Arnold. Today we'll be talking Cubs baseball, or lack thereof, due to the Cardinals' COVID-19 outbreak, discussing the state of college football as the Pac-12 and Big Ten declare no football for the fall season. What changed in the last week that led them to this decision? The NBA, which seems to be the only league that is handling this pandemic correctly, is still going strong. Lots to talk about within Adam Silver's bubble. And our social media story, Joe's Bets of the Week. Matt, Joe, how are you guys this evening? Nate, I'm excellent. And hopefully, with our new equipment, I got a new microphone. We're louder, we're clear, we're better than ever before. Um, Personally, though, we sold our house yesterday, so I have a lot of funds just sitting in the bank. Um, but I can't do anything with them, right? Because I need to use them on, on my next house that I'm closing on in two weeks. So a lot of temptation just to throw that into your DraftKings accounts and, and let it fly, but I'm not going to do that. Um, my brother's being a great host. There's nine kids in this house. It's crazy. I'm locked away in a small room in the basement. It kind of feels like I'm at, at the Dar house circa, you know, 2004. <laughs> um, yeah, but it, it's a great time and, and we're happy to be here and everything's going really well. Outside in the world, you know, I I feel like new cases are dropping a little bit in terms of COVID. Deaths are dropping. I I really think we're we're seeing some uptick there in, in terms of hope, not cases. Um, Chicago's burning. Biden's going to announce a new candidate. A lot of weird stuff going on in this election year. We're about three months away from that. So I don't know Thank how you. to feel. It is crazy, man. It's definitely the craziest year I've been alive, which is kind of why we... We wanted to do a podcast, but I think he, I think he announced her actually, Joe. What? I don't know if you, yeah, you saw his, Kamala, Kamala Harris, right? Are, are we breaking, yeah. are we breaking this? Is this the, yeah, yeah, no, news yeah, I think that, yeah, breaking that news. Is... It was like, it was like 20 or 30 minutes ago. I think maybe I saw it maybe a little yeah. bit before that it broke. I have no idea. No, it looked but, like yeah, 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's interesting. There it goes. He finally has one. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, let's see. We, with me, man, I got I got nothing compared to that. That was a lot, Joe. You definitely definitely got me with the right hook there. I, I don't have anything on on buying a house. That's huge, man. Congratulations. That's that's awesome. Do not Congrats. put uh, your life savings into my DraftKings account. I have got a little lucky recently, but um, I wouldn't expect that to continue. You know, like just normally ups and downs, highs and lows. Um, no, we had a, we had a good week, man. I mean, it's normal getting back in flow of work. Uh, we were. You know, coming home to two beautiful children, it's something which, Joe, I'm sure you have plenty of experience with. But uh, another weekend, we just relaxed around the house. We went over to my parents on Saturday after work. That was nice. Uh, I had to bid farewell, hopefully temporarily, to one of my favorite listeners. And um, maybe soon we can work him in as a guest. Uh, Spencer, my little brother, took off for the Denver area with his girlfriend, Kit. And uh, while we couldn't be more proud and excited for them, it was sad to see them go. So two brothers and two pot or two siblings and two podcasts, I should say. Uh, needless to say, Thanksgiving's already being looked forward to in the Dar household. Um, we'll have the whole family together again. My grandparents made the trip up from Syracuse, Indiana to see baby Mac. Nice. Uh, that was really kind of them. They wore masks, their choice. And, you know, they were too scared to hold her. She's so little and they, they're, they're older too, man. You know, I mean, they're in their eighties, but, uh, it was great they got to meet her, spend some time with Aria, my four-year-old as well. 
Uh, but yeah, things have been crazy at work, uh, getting some extra hours, which is great for overtime. God knows I need the money with another mouth to feed and all, but, uh, no, it's a great week. Nothing, uh, really out of the ordinary to report. I'm just happy that I get to come home every night, watch some live sports again. Cannot overstate how much you take that for granted until it's gone, man. So, uh, with that, yeah, no, 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 Nate, before you get there, I I have the perfect road trip planned. Okay. You start in South End. St. Louis is about halfway here. Stop in St. Louis to see your sister. You stop a night here in Kansas, and then just about seven hours to Denver. We go, and from there, the sky's the limit. But I think we we have the coordinates. We have it planned out. We can make the Dar Road trip happen. That I think that's very viable. You know, yeah. honestly, um, and I I really think Spencer's going to be out in Denver for at least a couple of years. Uh, his girlfriend got a dream job. Like I said, I'm so happy and proud. Nice for both of them. Spencer's killing it too. He told, yeah, he's he's going to be making bank out there. Which obviously it's you know he's going to be working hard, and uh, you know it's expensive as hell to live out there. But um, yeah, so uh, awesome. It'll that that would be great, man. That. That sounds awesome to me, honestly. Uh, maybe a couple of years. I'll, I'll float it to Alicia as a tentative, you know, couple of years down the road thing. What? No, you know? I, I think it's a spring trip, a few months. We, we, we can wait trip. till then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have, you have a lot of faith in her with the, with the newborn. Newborns are tough, man. You forget how little they are, yeah. and it's just... A lot of like, crying, yeah. a, lot a, lot of, crying. a lot of diapers, not much sleep. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, I, you know, it's it's been four years for us. I like the four-year gap. It gives me time to... Uh, to forget for sure. And then, uh, and then I'm like, yeah, let's totally have another kid. I feel like in <laughs> two or three years, I'll be there for sure. Um, you got to, but with live sports, man, the Chicago Cubs, you want to, you want to, you want to take this? I got, you know, I mean, they obviously they've been off. Uh, they are playing. They're killing right. it tonight, man. They're, are they're, they? I didn't look, I, ju- I just knew they were playing where they would. Yeah. They're up, they're up seven to one against Cleveland's baseball team. So uh, I, I don't I call, I don't call them the Indians anymore, but, um, yeah, they're up seven to one. Like you said, they they won that Royals series. I think in seven out of fourteen of their games, they've allowed three runs or less. So I think the pitching still going strong. Um, I, I know there's been a lot of stoppages, a lot of pauses in this year. Um, it'll be you know the same case where they have to play the Marlins or another team goes down. Uh, but I, I think in this year where they're used to those interruptions, they're off schedule already. I think they can withstand that. And I think at this point, with their record, they have ten and three, about to be eleven and three. Um, 16 teams in the playoffs. I think they're in good shape. No, I, I agree. They're in great shape. I mean, they, they won the their series before they got shut down against the Kansas City Royals. Uh, since the last pod, I think this went down where I don't think it was last time where Chatwood just got absolutely roughed up. Um, what he let up, like eight earned runs over two innings, 11 hits. It's a little concerning to me, but, yeah. you know, I mean, the Cubs, Cubs starting pitching wasn't going to be otherworldly forever. So coming back down to earth to be expected, I think. Uh, but we did talk in our last pod about the concerns about playing St. Louis, which at the time was still scheduled to go on that Friday night. Um, baseball definitely made the right call in postponing the series. It does feel like a lot of these games have no chance of being made up. And we've already seen baseball implement the seven inning double headers to catch up on. The cards remain in limbo. I think still they're having games essentially canceled. I think they just had another player test positive just maybe two day, two or three days ago. No. So I, I'm really glad the Cubs didn't have to play. <laughs> and uh, they remain COVID-less, knock on wood. But, uh, 
Yeah, I, I mean, I was a little worried about the effects of the layoff, and you're telling me now they're they're killing the Indians. I looked; they were only up one nothing. I have my notes to uh, say that they are currently look idiot here, but we already we already beat me to it. We got it. So, um, yeah, uh, I mean, you know, we we have a veteran pitching pitching staff though, so it could bode well for them that they get this time off. Um, but hopefully, we see less of these outbreaks happening. The schedule doesn't get too disrupted. Their winning percentage is still one of the best in baseball, Joe. I believe only behind like the Marlins, of course, because they played like five baseball games, you know? And I think the Marlins dropped one tonight. So the Cubs Cubs are number one because the Yankees have been on a bit of a losing streak. The Twins have been losing. So right now is the perfect time to get COVID for the Cubs. They just ride out the best winning percentage, take a few games off. They'll, they'll be just fine. Yeah, honestly, like as horrible as that is, that's that's a great point. Yeah, we could totally just take a couple of games off and sit with this kick-ass winning percentage because that's apparently what it's going to come down to, which is insane. It's insane. What like what what what's the minimum games you have to play? Do you can we say you have to play thirty games? No, that, that would be insensitive. Like, no, you can't you can't do that. It's crazy. This whole thing's <laughs> insane. I kind of love it, but I'm just glad sports are back, man. But um, on that note. There is the unfortunate news of the Big Ten and Pac-12 uh, canceling their seasons. You know, here's my problem with it, Joe. Last week, they released the amended schedules for their conferences, and we haven't seen a dramatic bike and spike in cases in the country. As you were saying, mm-hmm. neither so with the deaths. Neither of these things are off the charts. I, I understand that this disease is incredibly serious, how much it can and is affecting everybody's lives. I'm just skeptical of the reasons for suspending the football season until the spring, especially given the timing of the announcement. It begs the question, what changed between this week and last? So much that the presidents of these major conferences were able to get the votes they needed to push this drastic decision through. The financial fallout from no football this fall, it's going to be catastrophic. And I I know it's only a matter of time before we see announcements about the elimination of less popular sports. Many of these institutions are about to do this, Joe. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised by the Pac-12. I was a little surprised by the Big Ten uh, being one of the first to jump on board with this. Now, the Big Ten commissioner, Kevin Warren, came out with this statement. You know, people are doing the best they possibly can. But when you go from the acclimation period to getting ready to put on pads and contact, and you look at the overall numbers during this global pandemic, as far as caseloads, they have not decreased. They have gone up. Trends have not improved. They've become worse. Um, so even there, he's, you know, he's picking and choosing. He's looking, yes, if you look at just caseloads, things have gotten worse, right? Because more people are getting tested. There's more symptomless, symptomless people testing positive for this. So, uh, yeah, there's not more deaths. There's not more hospitalizations, especially in the Big Ten country. I, I, I don't understand, you know, are we seeing a lot of pressure from the the pay for play? The, the concerns about the professionalism of these college athletes, you know, Is there just stuff going on behind the scenes that we don't know about that's putting pressure on these schools? Because otherwise, I'm not sure what the drive for this is. So the only thing that happened this week that could cause such a reaction in my mind is what I believe a lot of these presidents and ADs have been fearful of for a while now. The players are beginning to join together and they're forming these unity unity coalitions. I think a lot of them. They've realized that through social media, their voices can't be ignored. We saw it in the Pac-12, and the commissioner of that conference was quick to push back on a lot of their demands. And I don't think it's even that controversial to wonder aloud if the real reason the season is being hopefully only pushed to the spring is is because of this. And, you know, I don't want to get too much into this. I've ran it against the NCAA enough. Anyone that's listened to the pod knows that uh, my feelings on the institution as a whole. 
but I do think it's really notable. A lot of these coaches, Harbaugh, Ryan Day at Ohio <laughs> State, two guys that do not agree and do not like each other, obviously. They've been vocal on social media about how much safer it is to be on a college campus with access to testing, with access to medical facilities, as opposed to sending these student athletes home. And a lot of these kids come from less than ideal living situations, even bad neighborhoods. And it's, it's a fair question to ask, are they better off staying on the campus? And I do think a lot of these universities are going to allow their players to continue on campus training, online classes. But to say it's a player safety issue, I, I just don't buy it, man. I, I do think there's a percentage of the reasoning, mm-hmm. if, you, if you will, if you understand that. A percentage of the reason for this decision is because of COVID concerns. But even there, I'm willing to accuse the institution of being more concerned with liability in the event of a serious illness or, God forbid, a death because of the virus. I'm not sure what the ACC, SEC, and Big 12 will do, Joe. The ACC and SEC were quick to release statements today, essentially saying that they will make a decision independent of other conferences and that it is in the best interest of their student-athletes. Joe, do you think there's a real chance – that we see the SEC and ACC, for example, decide to go it alone, the returns on that investment alone could be astronomical if there are literally no other college football games on. <laughs> and that's really the only thing giving me hope right now that we can see some college football in the fall is the sheer stubbornness of the SEC. And honestly, no, there, not there's a, bad a chance thing to, to hang the my Big 12 on, is still think. kind of up in the air, too. And I, I read about Nebraska and Iowa from the Big Ten going a little bit rogue, saying, you know, we'd be willing to join a conference for a year. So I. I think, you know, if one more conference went into the, the cancellation pool, that things. But right now, I, I'm still 60% that we're going to have a fall season in some shape or form. That, that's where I put it at. Um, but it certainly it is, you know, we, we lost our Big Ten teams. That, those, that's, that's my, that really hurts me. It's the conference I want Notre Dame to be in. Um, but I think the SEC is going to hold strong unless some sort of mandate comes out or the cases spike. I, I really think we're going to see fall football at this point. I, I'm hopeful. So here's here's the thing. I just thought about this, too. Isn't this the it could be the best case scenario? Like, let's say we got a it's just 100 percent probably unrealistic. But what if it was Big 12 ACC SEC football fall championship? And then you had spring football with the Ooh, Pac-12 and Big Ten and Mac and whoever else is there. <laughs> and we get just we just get uh, do they play each other? No, I don't. I don't know in the spring. I don't know how to look in the spring. You know, supposedly they're going to try to get out like yeah. a million. No, we don't. We, vaccines yeah, or, who knows? I've heard man. a lot of things. Names. You know, <laughs> few of them are true. <laughs> <I have> no <laughs> idea. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy out there. But um, no, the the one the one thing that I really believe is going to happen is Adam Silver is going to hand off the Larry O'Brien Trophy to somebody this season. The NBA is just nailing yeah. this. Are they, no are they even still testing? Do we know? Now. Okay. Weeks, <laughs> dude. Yeah, they still do. Ra- they still do rounds yeah. and rounds and rounds. They just test the crap out of these guys, is my understanding. <laughs> and they're all coming back negative, which is so awesome. But um, yeah, we, I mean, so much to talk about with the NBA. It's it's one of my. It's yeah. basically everything I, I'm I watching. I think we have right to now. start out. Um, but yeah, the, with the Phoenix Suns, winners of seven in a row. Yeah, half a game out of the playoffs. Yeah. I know you know that Dame Lillard is is your your hero. You you love the Blazers, but you really think that Devin Booker can't go in there and perform like that at ninety percent of that level in the playoffs? They got DeAndre Ayton, great big man, great young big man. They're a good young team overall, and I I believe I I think I would love to see the Blazers Suns in that eight nine playing game. That would be must see TV for me. 
I agree that that would be an awesome game. And I did just see this. Uh, it, I think this is even more breaking mm-hmm. news possibly than the vice presidential nomination, but CJ McCollum has a lower broke. He has a, uh, something's broken article on, and I, I clicked away from it, oh. but yeah, his, lo- his, his lower back's broken. Basically he's been playing since Thursday with a broken lower back, which I've been watching, like yeah. I said, damn near every trailblazers game. It feels like, cause they're on TV and they're awesome. And yeah, I mean, Damian Miller is playing like the best player in basketball right now, maybe. But yeah, like that's devastating. <laughs> that is devastating for them because I've been watching. I've been watching. I'm like, man, <laughs> CJ seems kind of off right now, and that's there. It is, you know. I mean, and uh, then they threw up the stats, the split, his splits before and after the injury, which occurred, like I said last Thursday. Yeah. That's Uh-oh. too bad. Not that's too bad. Either. And I think so, uh, Dame dropped um, sixty-one points but, on your uh, your Mavericks today, so. Yeah, I mean, part of the reason I'd be concerned if I were a Lakers fan is because both of those teams look fucking awesome and, like, literally maybe the two best teams in, in the NBA right now, you would say. The two hottest teams in the NBA, at least. Um, but, you know, who is stopping Dame Lillard for or, um, or Devin Booker, for that matter, for L.A.? I mean, they have nobody that is going to stay with either of them, right. short of just throwing LeBron at them. Um but I would argue that at this stage in his career, you want all of LeBron's energy and a concentration to go on the offensive side of the ball and kind of more allow him to play the passing lanes and do what he wants on defense, which he'll still be great at. You know, I mean, <laughs> I, I did throw two bucks, like you said, 50 to one odds on the Blazers to go to the finals. So it was good enough funny money. The juice is worth the squeeze. They've been on fire, man. Yeah, you just had 60 points tonight against the Mavericks. I think I was seeing some stuff that there's a short list of guys that have gone off for back-to-back 50-point games. There's, like, literally 12 dudes in NBA history. And I think, like, you know, 10 of the 12 TJ are Warren. Hall of Famers. No, not quite, guys that... <laughs> no, not quite. <laughs> yeah. But, no, I think Charles Barkley and I would argue that they are not a true eight seed. I, either of those teams, I think, at this point. Um, I'm, I'm willing to amend that about the Phoenix Suns, by the way. You know, I, I think at the beginning when you, 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 you were like, oh, we should talk <laughs> Suns. I was like, oh, come on. They just, you know, okay. like it's like talking about the Browns in football. I looked it up. I was like, they haven't won a playoff series since 2010. Like, you it's know, when they won this, that seventh but, game, right? I mean, when no, they won they're, six, they're fun, you weren't willing they're to awesome. give a chance. But they won that seventh against the Sixers tonight, and that just pushed them over the top. <laughs> yeah. They're just rolling, man. Yeah, I mean, that's insane. You know, like, that's that's insane for regular season, like, you know, run-of-the-mill basketball. The bubble, if anything, has produced more I, I, I worry, though, me. Like. I mean, the Lakers, but, um, LeBron, AD, they did play 38 minutes against the Nuggets and barely squeaked it out. But when the playoff time comes, the defense gets a little bit tighter. Like, how are you going to keep up with that size of LeBron, AD, Dwight Howard, Kuzma? I mean, that's that's a lot of talented size that can score, can defend. I think Lillard, especially without McCollum, is going to be on a bit of an island. Uh, uh, I don't know. The Lakers are still pretty strong. I, you know, I'd still put them at ninety percent to come out of the round. Yeah, I think if the if the Blazers weren't in literally must win mode right now, which they obviously are, the, you would rest CJ McCollum. But he's clearly yeah. playing through this injury, and now people know about it too, which is almost worse because probably kind of use him as a decoy <laughs> better if people weren't like, oh, he does, he's broken back, <laughs> you know, but um. So, yeah, the, Lake, but the Lakers, like you said, they did clinch the one seed in the toughest conference in basketball, I would say, and they have really nothing to play for. It is possible we see a resurgence of playoff LeBron. 
but they do really look lost at times. And it, it feels like a classic LeBron team where he traded away a lot of depth to get his guy Anthony Davis with him, and they have literally nobody left other than, what, Kyle Kuzma? That's your guy. You think you're I maybe I'm wrong. You know, I could be wrong. They could win the whole thing and Kyle Kuzma could hit the game winner. I think he just hit a game Danny winner. Green, JR Smith, of course, they have all, all the so, usual but, suspects on that team. <laughs> JR, I'm so I hope JR Smith just just F something up so bad this playoffs again. Yeah. I'm gonna laugh so I, I'm gonna hard. have to look up the, the tiebreakers because <laughs> right now, right, it's, it's just the one plan game, eight nine in the West. We're not getting one in the East because I think the Magic are just up by five and a half games, which is above the four minimum they set out. But you got the Trailblazers, the Grizzlies, the Suns, and the Spurs all within a half game of each other with one or two games left, basically. So that's that's fascinating to see how that's gonna shake out. Think, I think it's yeah. going to come down to like hundreds of percentage points, Joe. Like I, I'm, I think it's they're literally all tied at like point eight seven eight seven five. So it's going to come down to like percentage, hundreds of percentage <laughs> points, and um, hopefully like a coin flip against each other. Coin flip in there, maybe. Insane, how close that. <laughs> yeah, can we just get a? It's all come on. Uh, yeah, anybody the but bubbles, the, I don't really want to see the COVID. Spurs, it's all though. on the table. I would hope. I guess the Grizzlies have John Morant, but even then, I, I want to see Trailblazers Suns just gunning it out. That would be fun. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but, you know, here's one thing I do want to say about the Lakers. They had a stretch. I think it was against your Rockets, actually, where LeBron was mm-hmm. out because he, like, had a tight groin, whatever. They were arresting him. And, you know, AD was was doing his thing. He was having a good game, and it was the first half. And then tweaked his knee. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Did AD just blow his ACL in a literally meaningless basketball game? <laughs> and he got up and he hits the free throws and it's fine, you know. But Vogel pulls him right after that, and yeah. I hit on that because I saw that. And the Rockets were up nine at halftime, and and the halftime line was Rockets minus nine, and I bet, and they won by like sixteen. So, um, but I, I think there is real concern because. Without either of those guys on the floor, it looked like a really good Duke team from the past couple of years could have beat them. You know, like, oh, no. I mean, oh, they no. were, it was rough, dude. Like, and like, neither of those guys that you're talking about, um, Danny Green or Kyle Kuzma, were really doing anything. It was a lot of, I mean, Javal McGee <laughs> tried to take the ball full, full court at one point. It got okay. Ugly. Um, but no, I mean, yeah. I think there, there's real concern there, but you know, it, if we've we've seen anything, you know, LeBron and AD, they're just, you know, they're still playing them hard. And it does seem like at some point they're going to regain some of that moxie that they had in the regular season. I do agree. I would be I would still be really, really, really surprised if the Lakers got upset in the first round by either of those red hot teams. It would still be a really surprising upset to me because they were that good for so yeah. long. And they I mean, like we've said, playoff LeBron is a whole different animal. You know, so um, it, it is. But when you have, like you said, you, you have a team full of head cases like Kuzma, J.R. Smith, Dwight Howard, even Danny Green, I'd say. I mean, you got to have strong leadership on the court or else those guys are going to wander off and, and pick dandelions. I mean, it's yeah, <laughs> they need LeBron and AD at 100 percent to take this thing to the top. 
No, of course they do. And any team with LeBron, when he's not on the court, it just looks that much worse because he does that much. That's why he's, you know, what, the second greatest basketball player of all time. I think I'm perfectly comfortable saying that behind Michael Jordan. That I've seen. Yeah, behind, behind, no, I did, behind Pistol I, Pete. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. Behind Pistol Pete and Bill Russell. I mean, I didn't see Bill <laughs> Russell. I don't know. I'm always, that's always fun for me. I, I would, yeah. I would have loved to have seen Bill Russell. I like, I love throwing that in LeBron lover's face, being like, well, Bill Russell got 10 championships. Like, you know, like. <laughs> Or, or Bulls fans just to piss them off. But um, no, I do want to give a shout out to my my boy crush, Luka Doncic. You know, they did okay. lose today, but I don't know if you saw the one of the crispiest passes I've seen recently through these legs assist the other night. Um, but yeah, that's the craziest part about his game is how smooth of a passer he is right now. Do you remember LeBron having this passing and three-point deadliness as a 21-year-old Joe. Because I know, I think right now today, Luke is a better three-point shooter than LeBron. And I, I don't think that's that crazy for me to say, right? No. Um, and I'm just like, I know LeBron's passing is awesome. And I think LeBron and Harden are just guys that are just kind of operating a different level as far as they can just have the basketball like 80% of the time. And they, they end up with 15 assists and 30 points without breaking a sweat half the time it seems like but no man i mean just don't forget he 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 hit the game winning championship shot in the second best league in the world at the ripe old age of 19 this guy's a baller yeah. way he drifts in and out of the lane at times it feels like his handles just allow him to do whatever he needs to do on a basketball court and the Mavs have been a fun team man they they were another one of my covers earlier this week um <laughs> it all yeah. comes back to that Nate. it, it all does. comes back to it no <laughs> i i agree luke, luke is fun i mean he, he kind of does look like a european european soccer player among american soccer players at times right with his level of skill just his awareness of the game um and i agree yeah he's he's a better shooter better passer than lebron was at this stage in his career maybe not quite the force at the rim but he's not that far off and uh, i'm excited i hope this guy stays healthy and it's just a shame he has to play for a, a city like dallas <laughs> i was wondering if there would be a dig in there um anything on your rockets man i mean like i said harden you i could i could talk about harden anytime i just think he's you know so special and he's it's what i think we said this in a previous spot how you guys say this how oh, i'm not going to be appreciated until i'm gone i truly think that yeah. harden like it's i mean the guy's unbelievable he's been an mvp candidate what three four five straight years now it's ridiculous yeah it, and it's it's tough. I, I I agree. Harden is awesome, but I still feel like there is some some questions about how him and Westbrook do on the floor in crunch time, right? There are a lot of games, one of them or the other sitting, right? Tonight, I think uh, Westbrook played, Harden sat, they lost. The, the, the game before, Harden was sat. So they, they're not playing together that much right now. And so when the crunch time hits and they're on the floor 40-plus minutes a game, how are they going to distribute the ball? How are they going to make sure everyone gets enough touches and stays in, involved? Uh, I like the way the bit players are playing, though. Austin Rivers is fun. Robert Covington, great defender. P.J. Tucker, you know, the junkyard dog, kind of the, the glue guy of the team for sure. So they have the pieces, but I don't know. You know, a Lakers, obviously, Lakers-Clippers scare me. I think they're probably the third-best team in the West right now. They get to the semis, get out of the first round, but... I don't like the way Harden's played in the past in the, in the playoffs. You know, when the defense is tightened up, he's shied away a little bit. So I love I love regular season Harden. I, I don't love playoff Harden, if that makes sense. It's kind of like uh, my relationship with Peyton Manning, honestly, at times. Um, oh. But uh, no, that's fair, Joe. I agree. I do think that his problem in the playoffs is he doesn't get the whistles, obviously. And he looks for yeah. the whistles, and then they're just not there. And then it throws him off. It does. You see it in his face. 
I'm not going to get these tic-tac calls. That's like, uh, what? It, 15% of his game, you would say, you know, 15 yeah, to 20% it, of his game. Probably, just like that, that extra, yeah. like, six to eight free throws he gets a game, you're just like, wow, okay. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> yeah, and then I but think then that's he hits on the them all. He, hits, he, goes, yeah. he, goes eight, he goes eight for eight on those free throws, so I'm not mad at him, you know, but, like, that's part of what makes him unstoppable on a basketball court. So, um, social media story of the week. Yeah. Matt, Matt, what'd you find so, for us? So I, I, I failed. <laughs> and i want to hear that story matt so. matt please tell tell us how many miles you've flown this week for the people just just to let them know you've been out there working hard getting people to and from vital locations all these vital locations yeah i don't really know where all these people are going especially all the older ones so, uh, <laughs> can you anyway. can you name the cities you've been in the last seven days oh um exciting places we went to uh fort wayne love it uh, muskegon michigan beautiful salina salina kansas that was the most recent one that's really close to here that's honestly like within 50 miles yeah i didn't realize it was yeah it was and uh, you you even said it right it's not like selena gomez it's like salina (laughs) saliva so you you did say it correctly good job well that's good yeah um i think i'm going there next or later this month so maybe i'll hit you up i don't know if we overnight there but anyway no i don't i did not find a story Okay. okay. So I, I got to hear yours still. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I went to Florida. Uh, they're they're always coming out with you know great stories from that region. So a Central Florida man was arrested last week after a deputy pulled him over for driving a lawnmower on a Marion County highway, and refusing to take a field sobriety test. So um, that's a great story in itself. But I really feel like he handled it super well. His name his last name was Burke. Uh, the deputy reported the smell of alcohol emanating from Burke. So he was he was well sauced. <laughs> Um, but when asked to take a sobriety test, he said, there's no sense in it because I've been drinking and they continued to talk a little (laughs) bit. Uh, he admitted, I've had a little bit too much to drink. The really wanted him to take the field test. He said, no, sir, just take me to jail. So while he may have made a poor choice, he, uh, very respectful to the officer, very aware of his own capabilities. So I commend Mm -hmm. this Florida man, not so much for his, his judgment in driving, but his judgment in dealing with the police. So great job. Good sport. Good sport yeah. for sure. What a guy. Yeah. <laughs> that's oh, that's rough. I had a buddy um scream in a cop's face when they asked him for ID when he was driving. My lawyer. So that's that was <laughs> Oh my god, I can't believe that. That's so funny. Um Yeah, but we're we're big supporters of the blue blue the men in blue here. Um, Blue lives matter. All lives matter, man. They're they're not perfect, but uh, I like the world better with them than without them. Second that. <laughs> Anyways, something that we can all agree on is um, Joe's bets of, bets of the, week. the week. Yeah, I don't know. If it, it may be becoming Nate's bets of the week. Honestly, um, could you tell yeah. us a little bit about kind of your week in review? Maybe pull up your stats on your DraftKings accounts and just see, you know. What's what's the split here? How, how are we doing? How are our bets still on the table? How were your bets that you performed on this week? Just give us a little bit of insight into what happened there, Nate. Well, so we we locked in all the stuff we talked about on on previous podcasts. We officially did it. So um, your current tab is is twelve fifty, and these are all the bets we got with each p- putting in you know five dollar bets. Twelve. It's we've each put in twelve fifty essentially. So Notre Dame. For five bucks to pay thirty-five plus six hundred odds, mm-hmm. conference winner of the ACC. 
Uh, then you got North Carolina, another $5 to pay 45 plus 800 to win the ACC. Interesting. You can cash out the Oklahoma-Texas game now. You couldn't before. wonder if that's because college football is getting canceled. Um, so, yeah, Oklahoma minus two and a half for five bucks against uh, Texas. I just I think I think Oklahoma has been at a different level than Texas. And I just saw that it was one of like five. You know, Notre Dame Clemson game has odds. And uh, yeah, there's not a there's, lot. Yeah, there's not. I, a lot. I know the Red River rivalry. That's uh, hard to say. Red River rivalry it gets a little bit crazy at times. And the underdog wins, as we've seen a lot in the Oklahoma Texas game. But I, I think you're right. There's a lot of value in there. I think Oklahoma should probably be a touchdown favorite in that game. And uh, Lincoln Riley has things rolling. And I, I don't, I can't really say the same thing. Tom Herman, assistant coach turned trader. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah trader that's nice i like that um yeah a lot of a lot of shots at at texas things today that's that's my goal i love it honestly i like shots at texas it makes the pod better i think um so raptors clippers and raptors lakers i really like this more than i think the this these are my two favorites because it seems like the odds there are good odds that either of these guys hit and we put five each on each of those individually raptors clippers and raptors lakers respective and the Raptors Clippers will pay out one hundred and five dollars if they go to the finals, and the Raptors Lakers is a cool hundred. That's outstanding. So it's yeah, and I think those odds have, have swung already because the Raptors have kind of been killing it in the bubble. Obviously. Right, they they dropped a little bit. You're right, and the, and I also feel like those games will happen. We will have an NBA Finals, so those aren't just going to get canceled and wiped off the board. So I feel confident in the games, but I also feel confident that the games will happen. It, it's a good it's a good win win. Yeah, no, I agree. It is. Um, yeah, I, I'm really excited for all those bets, honestly. So I did, uh, you know, it wasn't a perfect week for me, though. I'll, I'll go over what I, what did, what did I miss on? Please it's, do. Draft, DraftKings is amazing. You can just pull all this, all this up and you can just go over your, I got a Raptors minus three against the Celtics. That was a bit brutal call. Celtics lost, are hot. Celtics they are lost really by hot. 22 points, man. I was like, yeah. ooh, it made me feel. Not great about the Raptors bet, but then again, you know, I think in seven games are just going to be, I think it would be a Raptor Celtic series is going to be awesome. It seems like it's going to happen and I think it will go to seven games. So, yeah. Um, and then I lost on the Bucks minus five against your Rockets <laughs> actually uh, Sunday night. And yeah, they, um, they, they lost by four points. So that didn't, that didn't work out. And then what else? Yeah, I think that was, that was it. That's not a bad week. Dan. I think you <laughs> did just fine. Yeah. So I mean, I lost. I lost a. I threw a dollar because there was a ten percent profit boost on a White Sox game that I lost, and then there, I had a twenty dollar free bet, but it expired, and I didn't realize <laughs> it until like I had literally it was like eleven fifty, and I had like ten minutes left, so I, I lost that because I bet on some stupid soccer game, I think, or something. That's devastating. <laughs> I know, but it was going to expire anyway. It wasn't my money, so I don't care. Um, <laughs> So but then, yeah, I, I I hit on I hit on I did hit on the wow yeah did pretty good uh, yeah. yeah like we said Rock, Rockets minus nine uh, against the L A Lakers that was a halftime bet and they were up nine and that was when I said like I said A D was clearly not going to play I didn't think in my mind and he didn't I think he played a whole five minutes the rest of the game uh, Mavs plus five and a half against the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, oh, no. This is like listening to you talk about your fantasy team, but but a little I bit know, more interesting. I know. It is. It's awful. It's, I knew it would turn into this, too. But I did have a good week. We, we, uh, if only we could offer then, like a time machine so people could actually wait. You know, 
just I know. Maybe next time. Who knows where the pot will go? You know, yeah. uh, Trailblazers minus two and a half against the 76ers. Squeaked that one out. That was a three-point cover. That was intense. Excellent. And then uh, I actually, this was interesting the first time I did this, though, because I had the Nuggets at two and a half, Nuggets plus two and a half against the Lakers, and then the line swung to plus five. Yes. This was a so great used, lesson for you young, yeah, young gamblers. It was. I, I, I used the cash out uh, button for a like little bit less than a 10% loss on it, and then... Um, made all my money back and then some with the uh, plus five, which I needed because they only won by three points or they only uh, lost by three points. I'm sorry. Right. And, today, and it usually, usually costs you what, like 10% to buy half a point and you got what, three and a half points for the 10%. So yeah, it's a, it's a great deal. That was kind of, yeah, that, yeah, I agree. That, that was kind of my math too. I was thinking, I was like, I think this will be worth it. So yeah. um, I've almost built my account back up to where it was when I put in all our bets together, which is nice. Um, which was, uh, oh, yeah, because I got Brooklyn Nets today. I texted you this. I told you it was free money. <laughs> did you cash in or did you not take the free money? It was Nets plus four and a half against the the Magic when literally the whole team was randomly out, which was no, hilarious. No, so, I, 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 was, I was at work, Nate. I, I they, won by, they won by 18, I think. It was, <laughs> I, was, I was pretty happy. I was at work watching that like sweet. Um, yeah, that's it, man. That was, uh, but yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a good week. It's fun. I like your little strategy of bet a little. And then double it if you lose, and then double it again. You just got to be committed to it. Yeah, really. and, and not get yeah, yeah. You can get sloppy too, where you're just like not making informed bets or doing mid game bets that are just not smart. So yeah, as long as you're betting with something that you actually think will happen and not rushing it, I think it's a good strategy. Yeah, it's a hobby too, you know, for me right now. I think eventually, you know, maybe I'll be making enough money that I can throw, you know, twenty fifty dollars, you know, big money on some of these things. But for now, it's mostly five and. Ten dollar, three dollar bets. Honestly, yes. like I said, so yeah, it's it's really fun though, man. I can't can't. I was looking at the states where it was allowed, and it's like Indiana, New York, Florida, New Jersey, Las Vegas, California. Like I think Indiana. Colorado's on there too. Yeah, so, I yeah, think they are. Spencer, no, Spencer, but no. It's uh, it was a, Indiana sticks out like a sore thumb on that list. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> so I, you know, props to whoever decided that was cool because fucking awesome man yeah. um <laughs> nate that's a lot of f-bombs I'm, I'm gonna have to tell my audience you know don't, don't listen to this one no it's all good i love <laughs> the passion no i i want your courage um but in terms of this week's bets nate i went with the nfl because i'm pretty confident the nfl is going to happen if there are things that are happening in this life it's the nba and then maybe baseball and basketball or baseball and football but definitely the nba so with the NFL, I went to some futures, some fun, creative futures that your DraftKings had. Um, and I went heavy on the NFC and heavy on the NFC West here. So just the first one, you know, to win the Super Bowl, NFC, AFC, I took the NFC plus 107 to win the Super Bowl. That was my that was my gut there. You don't get the Chiefs or Ravens, you know, probably two of the best three or four teams, but you get the Saints, the Niners, the Packers, the Vikings, the Seahawks, you probably get five of the best seven teams and you get plus odds and that I think I like the NFC to win the Super Bowl in that scenario. Here's here's my only question. How how much is the AFC favored then if it's plus 100? Is it is it like plus 100 for the AFC too or is is it like negative something? No, yeah, it's minus 130. That's what I ah, that's crazy. Yeah. That's insane. People are that high on the Chiefs. Yeah, I I mean I like I like it in comparison. I would much rather bet on the NFC there too than the AFC, I think. There's value there. Yeah. 
I mean, and there's a lot of damn good teams in the NFC, as you said. Right, um, and you fig- you fig- you know, t- even Tom Brady, we don't think the Bucks are going to be awesome, but that's still some talent drain with him moving from the Patriots to the Bucks. Um, so I-, I like that move there too. Kind of staying I, in that. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, yeah. The, I mean, like the Saints, even just you know, you could list probably three or four great NFC teams, but I mean, to me, that's they should have gone to another Super Bowl in the past two or three years. I just, it's incredible the bad breaks they've had to somehow not go to a Super Bowl. And um, I don't know. Yeah, maybe Carmel will come. Carmel will come back for them. I don't know. So, Bree, Breeze was a little bit critical of people kneeling for the flag, so I, I, I don't think so. I think Karma's against them now. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, along those same lines, I, to the winning division of the Super Bowl, the NFC West was at plus, and I really like that because you get you get your Rams, you get your 49ers, you get your Seahawks, you get your Cardinals. You know, the upstart Cardinals with the hot shot coach and my guy, Nuke Hopkins. So I, I like the NFC West with the depth there at plus 350. Yeah, that's surprising there at plus 350. I mean, like you said, the 49ers just went to the Super Bowl last year. And uh, I don't think they got that much worse, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, they did lose to Forrest Buckner to my Indianapolis Colts, which I'm absolutely ecstatic about. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I really, yeah, I like both those, Joe. Um, I would be comfortable with my winnings this week. If you would want to, we could go in on a couple of those together, maybe talk about it, see, and then we'll let the, uh, let the people know next podcast. If yeah. you want. Yeah. We'll workshop it. it. It It's not, you know, it's not long odds. It's not funny money. We, you know how we like our funny money bets, but they're definitely, uh, not, not terrible. So we'll talk. Yeah. Yeah. We got to keep the, we got to keep the people you know waiting. You know, uh-huh. They'll listen next week just to hear what we ended up doing. That that's my tactic here. <laughs> Cliffhanger. Yeah. Um, with that, I I don't have anything else. Uh, really, do you matter, so, Joe? I do not. No, no. It was, a, it was a good week, and yeah, I'm just I'm just excited about what's going on in everyone's life. We're all getting back to normal. Sports is getting back to normal. Uh, we just got to tell the rest of the world that that's the case. I hope so, man. I, 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 it really does start to feel like it, you know, but um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, hopefully next week we're not talking about canceled college football. That is all I have, I guess. All right, Joe, you good? Excellent. All right. As always, everyone, thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to another episode of Sports Please Be sure to tune in next week.